We're glad to welcome you back to another episode of Notes from the North. This is episode 18. Uh, this is part two of a, a two-part series we've been doing with some top three lists. If you uh, haven't checked out the first episode, make sure to check that out. Uh, it doesn't matter. You can do it before or after. There's not real uh, tie in between the two episodes, uh, but we do have the same guest. So without further ado, we'll turn it over to Kyle and Cole. Welcome to Notes from the North with Kyle and Sam. Well, we'd like to welcome everyone back. We're uh, This is part two of our top three lists. And we pro- as promised, this is going to be a little more positive, a little more encouraging. People will be a little bit more, uh, more pleasant, uh, happy memories, good memories. Uh, so what we're going to do, we've only got two downs actually this week. Uh, we're going to start it off with the top three all-time favorite Vikings players. This is going to be, this is going to be fun. So Cole, we're going to turn it over to you again. You can start, uh, start at number three on your list. Um, uh, honestly, I probably put Adrian Peterson at number three on that. So I, they're all pretty interchangeable, but. I mean, you know, he, we sucked for so long offense, you know, it was kind of in a weird funk between Randy Moss leaving and Peterson arriving. And that just kind of spurned like a new era of team. And he was so exciting, you know, just, uh, you know, didn't matter what the passing game was doing or wasn't doing. I mean, he could he could literally carry the team on his back. He did that several times, and you know, throughout the years, but especially 2012, where he drug drug a Christian Ponder led team um, to the playoffs, and um, so that was that's that was pretty remarkable. So, yeah, yeah, I'd say three is good for Peterson in my book. So he gave us an identity, like he gave us an offensive identity. And not yeah. one that I, no one's going to say that like having, so Adrian Peterson's an all-time great running back. I mean, obviously that's not the same as having an all-time great quarterback. So mm-hmm. it maybe wasn't the most effective identity necessarily. It's not like having Patrick Mahomes, but right. we knew who we were at that point. We have an elite running back and we're going to ground and pound. And mm-hmm. he was, you knew that anytime he touched the ball, like dude, dude could take it to the house. Yeah. 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 It was, it was crazy. I don't know if you ever went, to the Metrodome when he played for a game. But, I mean, every time he touched the ball, you could feel everybody kind of hold their breath at the same time, just waiting, you know, for the the next crazy highlight run. And Mm -hmm. uh, usually he was good for three or four a game, or he'd take, you know, a two-yard loss and kind of pound his way for a five-yard gain. And it was like, that's one of the best runs I've seen all week. So, yep. Yeah, he was he was definitely the identity and stuff um, up until Favre arrived, and then you know, then he continued to be the identity after that. So that's right. Yeah. yeah. As an outsider, I remember watching him, and just like that was what I associated like the Minnesota Vikings were Adrian Peterson for for the years that he was there. Like that was like I I wasn't watching the Vikings games, but I just remember watching highlights, and like I can just I I just remember watching him, and I can even just imagine his stride as he just like right. broke down the sideline towards the end zone and just like watching some of these games were putting up 200 plus yards and just like, man, this, this guy is like unstoppable. Yeah. 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 Freak, yeah. Freakishly it was, good. yeah. Yeah. It was insane combination of power and 
size and speed that was unrivaled. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kyle, what do you have for number three? I actually can't believe that I'm putting him at three. Um, when I first started brainstorming, I thought, okay, this is like for sure my number one, but I've thought of two that I like more. Uh, but Jared Allen, Jared Allen, I mean, they, they made the trade uh, with Kansas City for Allen and they gave up a fair amount for him. But that was one where I think it worked for both sides. Um, so I think KC got one and two threes. And I think there were some late round picks uh, somewhere in there. But in any mm-hmm. case, I think one of those thirds turned into Jamal Charles, who himself was an excellent running back for several years. So smooth, just glide, just so such an elegant runner. Um, but Jared Allen was an elite defensive end in Minnesota for a lot of years, for like six years, I think. Uh, and then I think he was in Chicago for a bit afterwards and maybe one or two other spots. But in any case, mm-hmm. he was I played um, defensive end in high school. Love like when I was playing defensive ends, uh, Jared Allen was the defensive end kind of thing for the Vikings and one of the preeminent ones in the NFL as a whole. So he's he's my number three uh, all time. And I I just so wish he would have gotten the straight hand record. Um, but I can remember the end of yeah. that game when he has, so I think he's sitting at 22 sacks. I think this record's 22.5. Uh, they were like double and triple teaming him. It was just, it yeah. was wild. It was so wild. But Jared Allen. Yeah. It was a meat. It was a meaningless game. Too. It was. Exactly. And we were three and 13. We yep. were three and 13. So it wasn't like we were playing with leads that whole year. Exactly. And he was just, just dominant and everything. It, it was a testament to him as a player to be that talented, but then to just have that motor for a season that was going nowhere from the get-go. Yep. So totally yep. agree with that. So excellent. Very yeah. good. Cole, what do you got for number two? Well, <laughs> I'm gonna say Jared Allen. I didn't want to talk too much over Kyle, but yeah, Jared Allen is uh definitely up there. Um so when Adrian Peterson brought an offensive identity to us mm-hmm. um, in 07, Jared Allen coming in 08, that gave us a defensive identity. We were already really good against stopping the run yeah. um, with Kevin and Pat Williams. And, you know, Pat Williams was a run stuffer. Kevin Williams could do all of it. But, uh, you know, Jared Allen just brought a personality, a swagger, you know, to the defense yeah. and uh, – led us to the playoffs um in 08 and everything and you know that's that especially the back half of 08 really you know field momentum towards 2009 and everything so um he's easily on there um you probably remember the 2012 Thursday night game against the Buccaneers when uh Jared Allen and Donald Penn got into it and me and my dad were watching TV, like Jared Allen's so mad right now. Yeah, he's gonna do something. And there's multiple timeouts, and there's a fight, and they called, you know, this, that, and the other. Jared Allen's amped up, and very next play, he you know gets a sack on third down. Thought it changed the momentum of the game, and then Christian Ponder and the offense went three and out. But you know, it was it was awesome. <laughs> and uh, the real trail you know, off there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, I I loved I loved uh the energy he played with and that's why I rooted for the Panthers in 2015 in the Super Bowl against the Broncos. So he actually joined Carolina late that season and that Super Bowl loss that ended up being the last game of his career. So that was the only reason I really pulled for Carolina that much that night. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. 
he's a, he's a good one. He is uh, he's he's so good. Uh, I know I know you're doing the Hall of Fame series, and Jared Allen is is worthy of the Hall of Fame. Yeah, uh, it's just he, a matter of time. Precisely. Yeah, precisely. Yeah. Wish he would have made it this year. Yep. Yep. Number Kyle, two for me, Sam. Yeah. What do you got? Antoine Winfield. I love Antoine Winfield. He just played corner the right way. Um, never the biggest or anything like that. And I think, uh, gosh, I can't remember when he started with the Vikings. Oh, four. Uh, oh, there you go. I was yeah, telling sorry. I was, sorry. I was, no, not at all. Encyclopedic mind. I was telling Sam, I said, like, Cole knows way more about the Vikings and their history than me, like, way more. And so that's that's good. Just boom. And yeah. he just, Winfield was just so physical. Um, yeah. He was just, he was, I, I thought he was just perfect uh, for the Minnesota Vikings. Um, loved him. Absolutely loved him. Uh, and so he's, I, you know, I, I, the number one for me is, well, I'll, I'll get there in a moment. But I, you know, I thought about Jim Klein Saucer. You know, I yeah. thought about Kevin and Pat Williams. Uh, I thought about a number of different folks, even Steve Hutchinson, because yeah. I long for the days of really good guard play. Yeah. Uh, I've I've almost become like <laughs> I heard those guys people. can actually be effective. Right, exactly. <laughs> they they actually do exist. Yeah. Uh, but Antoine Winfield, that's gonna be my number two. Yeah. Because the physicality. I, he was he was up there in the running for me. Cause I mean he could there were games he was I always felt he was underrated. Yep. He he could take games over. There's a Saints Monday night game in 08, walked a punt, ran it back, forced a fumble, Panthers game earlier that year where he had like a strip sat, sack for a touchdown. I mean, he 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 played like he was one of the biggest guys on the field. Yeah. Even though he was, you know, one of the smallest guys on the field, he take on offensive linemen and everything. So Definitely worthy of being yeah. in the top three. So, yeah. huh? That's neat. Cold. Are you before oh, I? Yeah. So I was gonna. Are you a fan of his son? Are do you? I, I, I like do like watching. his son. Yeah. I wish okay. we. I wish we would have gotten him and everything. I know, me so too. yeah. And I don't hate Tom Brady, so I don't hate Tampa Bay Fair and everything. So I, I appreciate the way his son plays. Excellent. Me too. I'm, I'm in total agreement. I was so happy to see him win. And I was totally fine with him taunting Tyreek Hill. I was like, ah, yeah, that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> and I also love Antoine Winfield Sr. He was taunting the Saints fans when Tampa Bay <laughs> beat New Orleans in the playoffs. So it's nice Perfect. that he's not over that game either. Nope. <laughs> These are the things when, when you're not in the finals, you got to make connections with those who are there. And exactly. And, uh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Cheer for those moments. Yeah. Um, Cole, ready for your number one now. I was wondering if, if, any of the players that Kyle listed off previous, they are there. If, if you got someone else there at number one, I've, I'm going to go with Randy Moss on this one. Um, Good choice. Yeah. Like, like I said, moving up to Minnesota in 98, that was his rookie season. Um, you know, just completely changed, you know, another guy just changed the identity of the team. We we're a really good offensive team. But he put us over the top, you know, what he did to open things up for everybody. I mean, he he made Dante Culpepper – I mean, Culpepper was good, but, I mean, with Culpepper's long ball, it made him look really good. Made Randall Cunningham look really, really good to resurrect his career. Jeff George, Todd Bauman looked good for a while. Gus Farratt looked really, really good for a while. I mean, 
he could just he could just change a game in a snap. I mean, when he when he was on, it was uh it was super fun to watch, especially being that young. Um, I mean, Moss was, you know, he was he was the guy that um every Vikings fan looked up to and everything. So um and then I, I thought that he would come along and do better in 2010, but that season did not go too great. But it was still cool to see him catch a pass from a, a couple touchdowns from Favre um, and Purple. So, yeah, I think I think Moss is easily number one for me. That's fair. I mean i i don't I don't know if anyone could reasonably say that Randy Moss is the best receiver. Uh, Jerry Rice is the best receiver in NFL. It's Jer- it's Jerry Rice. But if you were to say who's the most gifted, it's Moss. Receiver, it's Randy Moss, right? It's Randy yeah, Moss. and yeah. so uh that makes total sense like he is just freakishly gifted yeah yeah absolutely agree and i could have i could have seen him like actually play at my first game i ever went to in 04 we played the titans but he had i don't know if anybody remembers the week before moss had uh pulled his hamstring against the saints on monday night football so he came in for like two plays against the titans and so I mean, I kind of watched him, but he Two just kind of lined up just to keep his starting streak going, and then he was inactive for a few games after that. So right, That's, yeah, Cole, your 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 memory is impressive. This is uh, that was yeah. seventeen years ago, and and that was uh... some people call it impressive, some people call it sad. So I, I, hey, I, I like that somebody appreciates it. You are among a, a group of people who consider it very impressive. There you go. Thank you. Yeah, I and, and I, I I think that the the obviously the memories of of Randy Moss, especially as a child, like kind of that that first those first years. I, I like my favorite athletes on different teams that I've cheered for over the years are definitely those that I grew up that were that inspiration starting to watch. So that uh, that makes sense, and and especially a very good player in Randy Moss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Came along at the perfect time for me, I think. So yeah, yeah. Yep, Kyle. Do, do, you, do you know? Who, do you know who it is, Sam? I've got I, I got guesses, but I I don't know. Number one, it's not Kirk Cousins, though I do like Cousins. Uh, he's my number one. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Harrison Smith. Love I I love Harrison Smith. Huh. Every, everything, every everything. Like I I love the way he carries himself. Just the quiet confidence. Um. I mean, I was looking into his stuff recently, wrote a little bit about him. I mean, past two, I didn't realize this till just like a day or two ago, past two years, he's played without any guaranteed money at all on his contract. This is the third straight year without any guaranteed money at all. I mean, this dude just has continued to be elite, never hear a word of anything at all. Uh, He's always healthy. He's always available. He's always leading by example. And he can do anything on, like when I was looking at PFF, their breakdown, uh last year i mean he had like 85 snaps in the d line he had several hundred in the box he had several hundred in the slot he had several hundred free safety i think he had 30 or 40 out wide a corner he literally played i mean if you want to clump d line altogether like he wasn't playing like one technique like right. you know pat williams back in the day but he literally played every position on the defense mm-hmm. um i i just i admire uh the way he handles himself on and off the field. I admire the way he approaches the game, just the physicality, the aggressiveness. And I just, I admire the way that he brings this versatility 
Uh, I would argue with anybody who says that he's not the best safety of the past decade. Um, I think some people, I think most national folks would say Earl Thomas, and I would Mm. say they're hundred percent wrong Um, because Smith is still doing it. And uh, at such a high level, and he's so quiet underrated because of one, his personality and two Seattle as a team has had more success. Uh, But Harrison Smith to me is the gold standard for safety play over the past 10 years. And hopefully for at least two, three or four more. So Harrison Smith, my number one overall Viking. Yeah, I can't I can't disagree with that. I, I love Harrison Smith. So yep. um, like you say, he plays all over the field, disrupts a run game behind the line of scrimmage. Yep. You know, interceptions, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean he he does it all. So a little surprise he's number one. That doesn't mean that's not number doesn't one. mean that it's not worthy of being yep. number one. So they traded up to get him 29th overall. They made they made that move with Baltimore, I think. Yeah. And so, man, that was worth it. And I remember being excited thinking, I can remember Adrian Peterson early on saying, you know, this dude has got some fight in him. He's physical. He's aggressive. And so I remember thinking if H- if Adrian Peterson says this dude is aggressive and physical, he because Adrian Peterson is aggressive and physical. Right. So if he's <laughs> acknowledging that in somebody else, it must be true. And yeah. uh, it has gone on to be to be true. Yeah, I remember I went to the draft party that year up at the Metrodome. And uh, we selected Matt Khalil. Yep. And of course, everybody's like, oh, there's our franchise left tackle for a franchise quarterback. <laughs> but uh, so everybody's yeah. just kind of watching and starting to wind down. And we traded back into the first round. Yep. And everybody yep. got super stoked. And then all the people working at the Metrodome were like, yeah, you guys have to leave now. So we're like, what? And phones weren't quite as good back then. So we had to wait till we got to the vehicles and got onto the radio to find out that we had selected Harrison Smith. So some poor planning at the Metrodome in that one. So no kidding. Pointless okay. story that nobody cares about. No, that's, that's interesting. <laughs> I can't believe that they booted you out. Cause I yeah. assume you guys, I assume you paid to go to that. Yeah, yeah, there was, I mean, it wasn't a ton of people left, but I mean, it was, there was a decent amount of people left. It wasn't like it was just me there just yeah. hogging the t- TV and, refusing to leave so <laughs> sitting down cross-legged right by the yeah. tv yeah yeah Th- that i would have understood but yeah. there were, yeah. there were several people there so I, kyle i wonder if you're if you're able to differentiate but like i feel like that idea of like a homegrown player like someone that you drafted and then sticking around like i feel like that adds to a player's yep specialness with with a with a franchise and like with a fan base to a certain extent, it does. I think for me, I mean, I mean, Jared Allen, we traded for him, and then he played for a team after. I still love him, and Anton Winfield didn't play his whole career with us. Um, you know, a lot of great Vikings haven't spent their entire career in Minnesota, but I just I remember being I've been excited about Smith from the beginning. Like I remember being excited about when they drafted him, and I like, I don't think I've ever not loved his play and loved what he's brought to this team. Um, He's excellent. Like if if we had eleven Harrison Smiths over there, game over, right? Like it's he's he's a, a great player. Yeah, absolutely. I I totally agree. Um, yeah, I remember when we drafted him. Everyone's like, well, he didn't have any interceptions his last year at Notre Dame, and then he had like two pick sixes as a rookie, and 
yep. you know, from there. But like you said, he's quiet, so he's often overlooked. Exactly. And that affects all pros, and all pros affect Hall of Fame. Yep. I feel like he might end up getting screwed a little bit in the long haul, kind of like Kevin Williams. But, uh, yeah, so. That's interesting. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. The quietness, actually, I think is, like, just a really um, – valuable part with a with a league uh that has so many loud voices to have someone who is talented while also is is quiet obviously you want you want leaders um but i think sometimes people can be too vocal and so having having someone like that especially in a position such as that safety position um to have that kind of persona is is special um yeah Absolutely. We'll trans- transition here down to uh, second down. And, and we, in the last episode, talked about our uh, top three Vikings heartbreaking moments. And so we wanted to flip the coin and talk a little bit about the top three all-time best Vikings moments. So these are the highlights. These are, these are the best. And so, Kyle, why don't, you, uh, why don't you start us off this time? Okay. So this is... Admittedly, I'm kind of cheating here, but I, I kind of felt like I needed to get it in there. This isn't even a Vikings moment, and maybe this just is going to show how petty I am. But I kind of, as a Vikings fan, this is one of my all-time favorite football moments. And it's because I'm a Vikings fan, I feel this way. It's the Roby Coleman hit on Lewis uh, from a couple years ago in 2018. Uh, yes. God bless that horrible ref. That was, like, if, if you said, I don't know how you'd ever prove this. But if you said to me that that was the worst call or non-call in NFL history, I could believe it. Without, I wouldn't fight yeah. it. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Like that was just like the most egregious PI you could ever see, and I couldn't have been more happy to see it go against the Saints. The fact that you know I can, I can still picture Sean Payton freaking out in the sidelines, the fans. Of course, it's in New Orleans, which is perfect. Like the whole thing was just amazing. And then they had to kick a field goal. They're, they're up at this point. Uh, Jared Goff, you know, a lousy quarterback. He marches the Rams down, down the field. They tie it up 23-23 or something like that. And then in overtime, uh, Breeze gets hit, throws the interception. Uh, the Rams go back and, uh, and end up winning. And I, the Rams should have never really had much of a chance to, I guess if the Saint the Saints could score a touchdown, maybe the Rams would score a touchdown, maybe go to the overtime and something similar happens. Mm-hmm. But I really believe if the Saints score that touchdown there, it's probably game over. Just because I'm not confident in Jared Goff, personally. Yeah. Maybe maybe McVay makes it up for him. But that missed call, I think, kept the Rams in it and sent them to the Super Bowl. Um, it's one of my all-time favorite NFL football moments. Well, I that's not my top three. But I, I love what you're thinking. And they, they would they would have kicked a field goal to end the game if they had gotten the first down because the Rams just had the timeouts. Sure, that's, right. that's what it would have been. It, right. it wouldn't okay. have been for the touchdown. Loved it. I had the same reaction as you. Yep. So if, if I had to do something like that, it would have actually been the Packers losing to the Seahawks in the NFC Championship for that level of pettiness. Yes, but, right. Uh, okay, I'm with you. But, now. Yeah, yeah. But I, I definitely see where you're coming from. There. So the Saints, the Saints would have been able to run down the clock and 100% win it. Yeah. Okay. Well. I yeah, mean, yeah. That's it's, what it's it, even it, better they now. Be it's going even for better. A touchdown. Yeah, yeah. It was, no, a it was, it was right there for the taking. This <laughs> is this is like a next level pettiness that's going on here. And and yeah. for those listening, Kyle was talking and Cole was fist pumping 
as Kyle yeah. was talking about these details. Like this is, this I'm is not even embarrassed. Like I, I own Like I just, <laughs> I couldn't think of a better team for that sort of thing to happen to than the Saints. I yep. love it. I love it. It was great at the Superdome. Yeah, exactly. In New Orleans, <laughs> the scene of the crime. Friggin' right. Cole, yep. Cole, Cole, we need you to save the segment. What, what's your, what's your, what's your number three? Um, for, no, my number three, it's, it's probably the Vikings uh, Bears game, 2008, Sunday night football. Um, I was at this game with my dad and uh, Vikings and Bears. It, it was starting to become evident because this was late November. There was kind of a two team race for the division. So the Bears are up seven to three. They get down to our one yard line, and our seats are right down the line. We're at the two yard line watching this. And uh, first down, incompletion, second down, stuff the Bears. Third down, place is rocking. This is the old Metrodome. It was kind of a dump, but that place can get loud. And we stuff them again. Before fourth down, the noise raised a whole other you know, octave me and my dad, it was so noticeable. Me and my dad looked at each other like, can you believe this? And we stuffed them. Uh, instead of being 14 to three, we're only down seven to three. Very next play. Gus Farratt finds Bernard Berrien for a 99 yard touchdown. Yes. And place went wild. I mean, nobody sat down for at least 20 minutes and uh, we ended up rolling them that game ended up winning the division. And I think that that game kind of, you know, kind of start, like I said earlier, that momentum rolling into 2009, like, well, we could be a really, really good team. And I think like Kevin Williams and back then, or one of them, I, I'm pretty sure it was Kevin Williams was like, give us an inch of grass to defend and we'll defend it. And mm-hmm. I mean, that was like the ultimate, I mean, that was when nobody ran on the Vikings. So awesome moment to be there for. I distinctly remember the Bernard Berry and 99 year touchdown. Yeah. Um, and my expectation was that in 2009, Bernard Berry was really going to thrive. Uh, and instead, Sidney Rice ended up being, Sidney Rice, yep. Percy Harvin ended up being sensational. Uh, yeah. But I, I distinctly remember that. Yeah. 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 Great, great, great moment. So, yeah. And, sp- and special to be there. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was. It was pretty sweet. So, well, how many games have you been to? I I lost count. I've we went in 04 for the first time, and then missed games in 05 and 06. And since 07, we've gone to at least one game every year, except for last season, of course. Yeah. Right. So. Of course. Yeah. So wow. close enough to Minneapolis to be able to get to quite a few, and then we went down to Kansas City in 2019 when we played the chiefs and right. should have won that game. We forced two fumbles at the end of the game, but didn't get it. So had to witness a game winning field goal and the home crowd cheering all around me. So, but they, their fans are cool. Probably yeah. a lot better than your, uh, um, Patriots. <laughs> yeah, sure. Experience, so. Right. I was, I was going to ask the same question as Kyle. That's uh, that's cool. I know one of Kyle's bucket list items was to get down to a game at some yep. point. So yeah, definitely, definitely hope Kyle, what do you, what do you got for number two? Number two for me, I'm sure Cole remembers it well. Uh, week three, 2009 against San Francisco, Greg Lewis. I mean, just coming out of nowhere, I, he hadn't done anything, you know, and, and just the, the whole progression of the play of, you know, it's uh, no timeouts. I don't think we had any timeouts left. Getting down to the very, very end, final seconds, uh, you know, 
Favre rolling to his right, eluding pressure. He gets hit after he throws on the ground. This whole thing, Greg Lewis, I can I can hear uh, Paul Allen's voice. Greg Lewis, you know, the two feet. The whole thing was magical. And that was when I really, um, I was watching with some friends at a, um, at a friend's basement. And of course, I'm the only Vikings fan there. And I'm telling everybody how good Minnesota is. And no one's believing me. And we, we win that game. And that's when it's like, all right, like, like we we got something here. We we got yeah. something. That was such a magical moment. That to me is is for sure top three. Honestly, that was my number two. Wow. And, okay. Excellent. Cause, yeah. Because because Favre was brought in, yep. and I, even he admitted later on, oh, "I'm just here, hand off to Adrian, throw it when I have exactly. to." Exactly. Yeah. And that's what it was for those first two games against the Browns and Lions, and then that game we had a, you know. It was a back and forth block field goal for a touchdown. Percy Harvin ran a touchdown. It was this crazy game. And then, you know, it was that final drive, uh, no timeouts. Um, and Favre ran us down the field. And, you know, once, once Greg Lewis caught that pass, it was the same thing. It was like, okay, this might actually be something yep. this year. Yep. And then, you know, the identity completely switched from run first and then from that moment on, it was Favre's team. And the next week, he lit up the Packers on Monday Night Football. So, yeah, easily, easily that moment. I mean, I was at a sports bar uh, with my dad watching it, and other Vikings fans were all losing our minds and stuff. So, yeah, easily, easily that one for me. Awesome. So I, I think we're going to have the same probably number one as well. I was, I was going to say, it's, it's fun that you guys actually have the same ones. Like I know like it it uh, it means there's not as many memories brought up, but I think that the, fact that it, <laughs> the fact that it, and Kyle wasted one on a nod. I didn't waste it. That's a good one, Sam. I'm just yeah. joking. I, I actually love that you brought that up. Um, but I actually think it's it's uh, it's cool that you guys actually have the same ones. Um, Cole, who is a bigger Vikings fan, you or your dad? It's me. It's yeah. He'd admit it. Everybody would admit it. <laughs> I, I haven't actually come across anybody who's a bigger fan than me. So that, you know, I'm sure a lot of people say that, but I'm, yeah. I'm sure everybody else can vouch for that, that statement. So yeah. it, it sounds like he's a little bit of a partner in crime for you though, in terms of watching. I, I watch every game. He just doesn't fall at 24 seven like me. Yeah. So, yeah. That's but, fun. Uh, yeah. Get pretty animated. That's fun. Uh, so Kyle, number one, Minnesota miracle. I mean, it's how, how could it not be, you know, it's the roller coaster ride. It's against this team that, I mean, if I get excited about, you know, the PI call or the miss PI call in a Ram saints game, think about how I felt when it's the Vikings doing it right. And beating them and not just, I mean, I would have been ecstatic if Stefan Diggs caught that ball, went out of bounds, we kicked a field goal and we yep. ended up winning in o- overtime. I would have been just like over the moon. Like that would that Stefan Diggs kept in that ball, stepping out of bounds, stopping clock would have been an A plus play. It would have been without question. But to do it in that moment, and I I I have nothing against the young man personally, but for the safety to to miss, I I I, I do feel bad for him as a person. I don't want him to, you know, I'm sure he heard all kinds of things from fans. Fans can be brutal, especially on social media. Uh, but just when the saints lose in a heartbreaking fashion, uh, I, it brings me joy. I don't even know what to tell you. Like I just, I hate the saints and for them to lose, I feel bad that 
a player who wasn't connected to the 2009 team, I'm sure had a miserable offseason. I'm sure uh, folks said things to him that are inexcusable. But uh, I love that the Saints lost in horrible fashion and that the Vikings won in the most spectacular way you could ever imagine. I mean, that is among the all-time great playoff moments in NFL history, uh, without question. It's just sensational. Is that your number one? Is that your number one goal? Yeah, it was, it was tough for me. No, it was, no, no, it was, that. that's by far number one. Like I said, I was at the game and, uh, you're thinking the same thing, like got to get out of bounds. Exactly. Where I was sitting or standing at that point, you're looking saints are, you know, defending the boundary. You're like, man, they're not going to let us get a field goal here. Yeah. So fleeting moment through my head, I'm thinking 2008 Michael Crabtree against Texas tiptoe on the sideline to win a touchdown. I was like, that's the only way we're going to win this. People forget Jarius Wright was wide open like a play earlier in case missed him. I don't know if he would have scored, but I felt like that was our chance. I, I was super, super upset. And, uh, but yeah, they always show that play in slow motion. But uh, I, I remember being there and grabbing the people next to me, like, oh my gosh, it felt like it happened, you know, in a snap. Yeah. Um, it was one of the most surreal moments of my life walking out of the stadium, high fiving everybody. You know, nobody left their seats for a half hour. Everybody's singing Sweet Caroline and Don't Stop Believing. And <laughs> Paul Allen's call kept going round and round, and players were crying. It was. It was crazy. I thought, yeah, you know, we, yeah, we don't have to go about the the week following, but by far that's, that's number one. So I don't think many people argue that one. No. Is that, is that, that's the pinnacle sports fandom moment for you? Easily. Yeah. Easily. So yeah, that was, yeah. Especially to be there and everything. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, like that just, like just raised the bar just yeah. exponentially there and I uh, like for you to be there and for Kyle this is like the best of both worlds you get to see watch watch the Saints suffer and the Vikings succeed like yep this uh this is special for both of you for for different reasons <laughs> exactly yeah the question there's definitely you? some revenge there it didn't completely no. wipe away 2009 but uh no. it did feel pretty it felt that much sweeter that it was a Saints yeah do you think, Cole, is it the Minnesota miracle or the Minneapolis miracle? Minneapolis miracle. That's All right. that's how I always say it. That's how Paul Allen said it. So fair enough. But, yeah. So Paul Allen, voice of the Vikings. It's hard to exactly. disagree. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, I, it sounds better. I like the way it rolls off. Mi- Minneapolis or Minnesota? M- Minneapolis. All right. I, I always go for the less syllables, but I mean, <laughs> far be it for me to disagree with Paul Allen. So yeah. Oh, well, this is great. This is, this is a lot of fun. Um, this has been, been a blast. I don't know if you guys have any last thoughts before we wrap up. No, just honestly, Cole, we, we really appreciate you taking the time for us. It, it does mean a lot to both of us. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. is, this has been, this has been great. Yeah, Cole, we just want to extend our sincere thanks to you and coming on notes from the North and listeners, I guess, can find your work at uh, the Vikings Gazette and last word on sports. And Cole can also be found on Twitter at Skull Smith. Uh, Cole, anything else listeners should know about you or anything else you want to plug? Uh, not really. I mean, you kind of got the plugs and everything. I appreciate you guys having me on. Um, it's been fun to 
relive the highs and the lows of being a Vikings fan. <laughs> so it's hard to explain it to fans who are not fans of the team. So yep, I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, you're, cool. you're among yeah. friends. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Awesome. Take care.